Hi, and welcome to another great message from Noosa Church. We pray that you're impacted and inspired by this teaching. For more information and service times, check out our website at noosa.church. Enjoy. What I love about Christmas is Christmas is, it's the, uh, it's the, it's where God gave us our inspiration back. And, you know, we call this book here, we call this book, the Bible, we call it the inspired word of God. And for each of us, as we accept Christ, as we, we become journeying in the, in the Lord's family, we too become re-inspired. And I don't know about you, but uh, the inspiration of God is, is um, it's the platform of all of life. And when you don't have it, you know, we see in the Old Testament pre-Christ, you know, their, their inspiration had to come from things like the law just to maintain some civility amongst people and, and, to, and a connection to God through ceremony and these things. But now we've been, uh, we've been given this gift through Jesus, access to the true inspiration of all humanity, which is the living God. And he's given us his Holy Spirit each day to lead us. So being inspired is to be inspirited. So I want to talk to you today a little bit about being inspired. And, and uh, you know, we, we try to find in life inspiration all over the place, don't we? And something I struggle with in the modern era is the, uh, is the music of the modern era. I'm pretty sure there hasn't been a decent song written after 1990, <laughs> maybe even 1980. And uh, so I try to teach my children some good music and, uh, you know, once something that the very first song we play when we get in the car is a great old song by John Lee Hooker called Boom, Boom, Boom. And uh, it's a good spiritual song. <laughs> and uh, the kids love it. And here they are, my four-year-old Sienna and six-year-old Arabella singing Boom, 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 Bang, 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 How, 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 you know, they're just deep stuff. And then they rip into the air guitar in the back seat of the, in the car. And, you know, I struggle to, to, to look at the road because I'm looking in the mirror. It's such a proud dad, inspired by them singing. And I'm not sure what the rest of the words of the song, whether they're good or not, but, you know, sometimes we get caught. You know, they're, I th- you know they're, they're, these kids, you know, they don't know. They, there's all these modern songs, but we're bringing them, I'm bringing them some deep 60s and 70s music and, uh, you know, Green Onions by Booker T and the MGs, you know, Daddy Cool, Eagle Rock. You know, there's just, the, you know, the, it's great to be inspired in life. And, you know, it's, I've been reading a book uh, over this season and it's the, um, it's the autobiography or biography of Angela Merkel. Anyone know who Angela Merkel is? She just retired as the Grand Chancellor of Germany. And uh, wow, what a mighty uh, uh, example of leadership this lady has been for Europe over the last 20-odd years. And uh, the thing that's amazing to me is her father was a Lutheran pastor. And, and back in the day when Germany was, you know, got in all the tension and everyone was running out of East Germany to get West before the communist rule took, took hold over that area, Angela's dad pastor of the Lutheran church took his family from West Germany to East Germany and said, if anyone needs to go back into this place now, it's the people of God so that they can plant some seeds of the gospel in this place. So here's this leader of this little girl whose whose family gets taken into Germany. Little did he know that the war was going to go up and they were going to be trapped in there uh, until until something like 1990 when when, uh, the war came down, thanks to 
David Hasselhoff's song. And um, so they tell me. Um, and here we have this lady who's, who's been established in going against the fray. You know, and she's brought an inspiration to a nation because when things are tough, she goes against it. She copped a lot of flack when she invited one million refugees from the Middle East to come into their nation a few years ago when all the unrest was going on in Syria and those areas. And then I think these things, you know, they're similar. Like what I've done for my children with music and what Angela Merkel's done for Germany with her, with her work. We've done great things, but these things pale in significance to the great celebration that is today. Today we celebrate the day that God broke into the world. He stepped into the fray like nobody in history ever has. But the inspiration for the Merkels of the world and, for the, and the others of the world comes from the Lord saying, there's a disconnect and the people are lost and they're not inspired anymore. They need to step back into that space. So we want, you know, so what did, what did God do? He, he, he pierced the things of earth with his son. And today we celebrate the impossible who gave us the greatest gift of all time, his son. And it was in, it was in the planning of heaven for, for many, many centuries. And we read it, we read those great scriptures in Isaiah 7, 14, where it says, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Then on Isaiah 9, 6, it says, And he will also be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah eleven two 2 says this, The Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of power, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with the righteousness he will judge the needy and with justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. Jesus was not just a, 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 a you know, a, a, he's not just a door, he's not just a shepherd. He is, he, you know, these things, when we, when we try to, to create single words to define the great gift that God has given us. There, are, there is not one word. So the Bible uses many, many, many words, which we've just heard. Wonderful, counsellor, prince of peace, mighty God. He's the door, the great shepherd, the giver of life, the way, the truth, the life. He's the beginning, the end. Everything God does is full of inspiration. And I want to encourage you this morning because you are the people who have decided that in the, before we do anything else this day, we're going to establish this platform that we get to celebrate this day because he gave his life so that we could, so that we could be re-inspired. I don't know about you, but sometimes I need to get re-inspired. And I love that at the end of this service today, we'll take communion. And every time we take communion, every time we come to the foot of, cro- foot of the cross, we get to examine ourselves and submit to the, to the cross those areas of our lives that need to be re-inspired. We get to take our yesterdays, submit them to Christ and walk in liberty in our todays and our tomorrows. You see, we know that eventually after 33 odd years, he was crucified and rose on the third day, which is our doorway to eternal life. 
But that piece of history is for another day. Today, it's about his birthday. And what are the birthdays about? Birthdays are about celebrating somebody's life. About, and Jesus' life was so rich and so full, of, so full of interesting things. But what was significant about his life? Why did he come? John 18, 37 says this, says, Jesus came to testify to the truth. What truth, you may ask? The truth about who you are. See, something that we don't realise when we're born, when we grow, is that we were created in his image. And the great things we do and the great things everybody on this planet does, saved and unsaved, is because they, they bear the image of the almighty God. And he testifies to the greatness of you is because of he was inspired when he created you. When God created you, he was having a very good day. And he, and he said, let there be a powerful young lady being born in the country of Wales. And may she rise up and come to Australia and transform a nation. You know? And may she inspire people for years to come. God is inspired. He, you know, he, 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 he wants you to know the truth about who you are, about who He is, and about how to live an inspired life through relationship with Him. We all need inspiration in life. We all need creativity. We all need to look at how to be, to be great uh, wives and husbands and fathers and sons and daughters and mothers. We need inspiration to do these things. But if our inspiration is only from earth, we, we miss something greater. We miss the inspiration that can only come from an eternal father. You see, when God looked at his creation, he said that it was good. When God looks at you, he sees the good that he created. When you look at yourself, sometimes you see the day you had. You see your bank account. You see the relationship carnage that's behind you. You see all these things. But when God looks at you, he has this beautiful, perfect ability to look at you through the blood of Jesus, which cleanses you of your today and of your yesterday and of your history. And he sees the perfection of his creation. And he's saying, even though you remember your yesterdays, he's saying, I want you to live out of the beauty and the goodness that I see in you. And that's what we're celebrating today, church. He wants us to live and love inspired by heaven and create with Him and each other. He wants us to create a life. He wants us to create community. He wants us to, to create uh, buildings that are inspired by Him. I was telling the church a few weeks ago, you know, I'm good friends with the, the Catholic priest in town and, and uh, he, whenever he sees me, he says, how's the nightclub going? Because, because, you know, when we built this building and, our, and, our, and our, the beauty of the building comes only when we turn the lights on. Uh, and he's always giving me a hard time that we can build buildings that are beautiful even when the lights are off. They're called windows, he says to me. <laughs> Something happened then. Uh, Adam and Eve, they ate some bad fruit. Anyone ever eaten some bad fruit? I've eaten some bad chicken and I've had salmonella for 12 days straight and that's a story for another day as well. <laughs> what happened was it turned their world upside down. They got distracted. Do you know what the distraction was? They got distracted because they were no longer looking at life 
and love and relationship with God and they were defining and looking at what was right and what was wrong in their own eyes. God wants us to be inspired by things of life, not by the right or wrong. Because when, we, when we're absorbed with life, when we're absorbed by eternal life and by relationship with God and by the, the, the beauty of all that he has done for us, the right and wrong takes care of itself. We lost our inspiration. Thankfully, God's vision didn't change for us, though. Aren't you glad that God has a vision for us that's bigger than our capacity to keep it going ourselves? Psalm 115, 16 says this, The heavens, O the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth He has given to the sons of men. So what we need to look at is the difference between Life in Eden and life post-Eden, you know, is the, the, the task was the same. He's still given us the things of earth to, to, to uh, build and maintain and establish and grow and protect and, and to do all these things. But the focus, <clears throat> the big shift in focus was that we went from his capacity to our capacity. And this is the beauty of Jesus. This is the beauty of Christmas Day is God says, you've tried it in your capacity, people. Why don't you get re-inspired and follow the leading of my spirit and look at life according to my capacity? Look at your relationships in my capacity. Look at loving one another with an eternal love, not a, uh, not a conditional love. So what did we do? We made a little bit of a mess. What does God do? Well, God does whatever it takes for his word not to return to him void. When God speaks something, when God says something, it does, he, he is because, he's, because of his capacity is infinite. He, he does, he's, not, he's not defined by our, our failures. He's defined by his word and his word will never return to him void. So what did he need to do? It just so happened whatever it took for his word not to return to be void was for God to humble himself and send his son to earth. God takes being down to earth to a whole nother level. So what was God doing? He was paving a way for the generations ahead to live inspired lives. I want you to take this word inspired with you today. I want you to not miss the opportunity to, to seek re-inspiration from the Lord. Because a lot of us are caught looking for inspiration in, in, in the things of the world, in our relationships, in our bank accounts, in our, in, in our cars, in our homes, and in our, in our beauty and in our appearance and all these things and in our health. God's saying, if you find inspiration in me, those things will take care of themselves. If you seek first my kingdom, all these things will be added unto you. Look at Jesus' circumstance, born in a stable, on the run from Herod, starts a ministry of compassion, love, education, and he's rejected by all those people he's trying to rescue. And then what does he do? In the midst of his rejection, in the midst of people discarding him, he says, Lord, forgive them. They have no idea what they're doing. They don't even realise what they're rejecting. They don't realise the opportunity and the, and the fresh inspiration that I'm about to give them. Jesus calls himself the son of man too. 
which is a humble statement for the king of kings to declare of himself. Why does he call himself that? Because he wants us to know that we too could experience a relationship with God like he did. He's saying, I have, I have humbled myself as a, to become a man and, I, and, and as that man, I'm showing you what you too can have with the Lord. In Psalms, God says, the earth he has given to the sons of men. So then Jesus is called the son of man. You see, his life is an example of God, what God is asking us to do way back in the beginning. See, we don't celebrate the birth of Jesus, but the way he lived. And here's a most wonderful verse from Romans 5:19. For by one man's disobedience, Adam, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. God's given you inspiration. Where does inspiration come? It comes from a level playing field. It comes from a clear platform, a clear conscience, an opportunity to look forward and see the horizons of possibilities that are before us. But what blinds us is this this thick um, haze that only our memory can give us. I believe God wants this this morning to be re-inspired. Let's celebrate today the fact that God has given back inspiration to his creation. And it's our choice whether we grasp it. We hold that bread and that cup in a minute or two's time. You know, let's, let's take the opportunity to say, Lord, your inspiration be mine. God has a vision for you. And he's given us exactly what we need to live it. His son. So no matter what we do on Christmas Day with family and friends, on our own, no matter where we are, we're celebrating the coming of God into the world in the form of a man to restore relationship, to bring fresh inspiration. My prayer for you today is that this is the beginning of a time of refreshing in your life. What a privilege to sit and take stock of the life of God's son on earth. I think of the the centurion when Jesus is, is on the cross and it says in Matthew 27, now when the centurion and others watching Jesus, they saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly saying, truly, this was the son of God. Who is this man? Whose birthday do we celebrate today? Truly, church, this is Jesus, the Son of the living God, our inspiration for life. Let's pray. Father, we come before you and we ask, Lord, today, as we prepare ourselves to take communion and to remember the great sacrifice that was the end purpose of your, of your coming, we ask that you would open our eyes afresh to the inspiration that is only found in you, to the inspiration that allows us to lay down our past and to take up our tomorrows with fresh eyes to see. Help us to see, Lord, the horizons of possibilities today. Lord, as we give our presence and as we eat food and as we celebrate this day, Lord, help us to continually see you in the midst of the liberty that we have. 
So we thank you for every blessing. We thank you for the newness of life. We thank you for your forgiveness and your grace. We thank you that you have done whatever it takes to re-engage us into your family. And we worship you in this moment in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching, that you've been encouraged and challenged. To stay up to date with our latest messages, you can subscribe to our podcast. For more information, resource or service times, please check out our website at noosa.church.